Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where we drink cocktails and solve unsolved mysteries we'll try to solve unsolved mysteries that's the show uh you're here with the amazing suze kepner hiya if you can hear lots of noise it's my mum who's decided to leave the room now rather than before that was proper stink eye suze she's giving me she gave me a finger the other voice you're hearing is the amazing Chris Stokes. In the room alone. And I'm Masoo Milas. Hello. Hello. If you're just joining us, we're in the, well, fairly close to the end-ish of our Hollywood mystery series. It's flown looking. by. Yeah. We're looking at good old unsolved mysteries through the Hollywood. Uh, era. It's like just the ages, isn't it? It's just where the... Hollywood through the ages. All the way through the ages. We're somewhere in the 80s, I believe, towards the end, tail end, middle, middle Okay, the you've raised a good point. We'll get into it a little bit later on, but I, hmm. don't, I don't know exactly when we are with this uh, one. Yeah. It's so much of a mystery, we don't oh know when God. it took place, really. Oh. Well, firstly, how are you? I was, I was wondering, actually, and it was a little thought that popped in my head, and then I dwelt on it, and I was like, oh, I reckon that could work. I reckon in the right hands that could work. Like, you do another Saw movie... Yeah. Uh, but the reveal is that Jigsaw is a grown-up Kevin McAllister. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah! Do you know what oh I mean? And, like, yeah. yeah! So at the end of it, it's basically a grown-up Macaulay Culkin. And then you, I reckon some someone could make that work. And it would be less brutal than the original Home Alone. Well, you, yeah, exactly, exactly. But what you could do then is you could legitimately do a marathon of all the Saw movies, but put Home Alone 1 and 2 at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning! <laughs> The prequels, whoa. <laughs> I like it. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on. The rocks, yeah. At the ending of Home Alone 1 is mm. the most moving scene in cinema in any film. The <laughs> mum gets back and you're like, oh. And then he looks out the window and he sees Mr. Old Man. And he's reconnected with his And he's like hugging his, his son. Although, as I've got older, I've gone like, I wonder what he fucking did to drive him away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it takes a lot. Takes a lot. <laughs> I mean, it could have been quite terrible what he did yeah. to his son. And this is maybe just my reading of the scene, but he's not—he's not flirting with Kevin in the church, is he? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> the implication is that he's a murderer of some kind. Yeah. No, they think he's yeah. a murderer. It's the yeah. and also he doesn't learn his lesson, does Kevin? Because then he thinks nah. the pigeon lady in uh, Home Alone Two is just as bad. He just always thinks adults are murderers. He thinks the it worst makes... of people. And the dad is very rich. To be fair, two of them did try to break into his house and kill him. One of yeah, them threatened to bite all of his fingers and off. And they keep leaving but, him behind on holiday. Yeah. But 
in saying that, that is an afterthought. Like you guys are saying, it's like his dad's really, really rich. I think there was, I was reading an article about like why Kevin McAllister did all that. And it's like, he's acting out because he wants the attention of his dad because yeah. he never sees his dad. Because his dad the is dad very, very rich. The dad works for Skynet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, that's, that's probably why that kid is a brat in Terminator 2. His dad works for Skynet. And he's dad works home. for Skynet and his cousin, the little boy who pisses on yeah. him. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. I can't remember what that kid's called. God, they're weird movies, aren't they? They're yeah. very odd movies. Um, it, do you know the third film? Either. The third film, which does not feature Macaulay Culkin, who at that point was probably like, I'm divorcing my parents. Uh, he was also 16 by the time the third one came still out. Still getting left home alone and he could have had a wank or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this film is very short and quite dark. It's just, uh, this is just a this movie of a teenage boy jerking off. I hate it. The third film is awful uh and the kid is the kid it's a different kid obviously who's home alone because he's got chicken pox and i think the mom goes to work and aren't they like four burglars or something but it, but that one's written by uh your man oh god what's his fucking name who wrote angelica houston Angelica Houston. why can't i remember his name him who wrote uh he's dead now sick john hughes oh what, he really? wrote the third film as well what? and it's, it's he wrote the first two yeah he wrote the fir- third one as well Oh, did he? Actually? Yeah. Wow. They they made a fourth one as well, which was Kevin McAllister, but not Macaulay Culkin. Oh, God. Stop doing um, that. They, they re- and they recast Marv as well. And so it wasn't Daniel Stern what, so playing Joe Marv. Pesci? No, no, no. Joe Pesci's no. not in it at all. Oh, it's okay. just Daniel Stern, but it's not Daniel Stern. No, yeah, the, characters, the character of Harry is not in it, but the character of Marv is in it. Why have they done yeah. that? Just do different characters. And do you know who yeah. plays Marv? Angelica Ooh. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> French Stewart. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, that is such the... a that's such a perfect choice and such a sad one as well because you yeah. can tell he saw that and went, ah, oh, okay. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. yeah. Third Rock from the Sun has been cancelled. I better take what I can get. <laughs> it's a spot on. I used to think that he was blind. Yeah, I, can I thought see he that. was a I blind guy. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's a blind, that actor is blind. Yeah, wow, they've really, really... That, wow, that's so good of them. It's very they've progressive. Got a, a blind, they've got a blind actor. Uh, he also replaced Matthew Broderick in the, in stra- the second... In the uh, Inspector uh, Gadget straight-to-video oh, sequel. Yeah. He's like yeah, the Dan right. Castanolenta of... Um, oh, nice nice guy. I've never been brave enough to pronounce that surname. That's probably wrong. Dan Castanolenta. He played, he, plays the, he played the genie in Return of Jafar. Yes, he did. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I would go, if I had to mention that guy's name out loud, I would say, oh, um, you know the guy who does the voice of Homer Simpson? Yeah. That's what I would do, because I, I know his name. I just do not want to have to <laughs> yeah. attempt his surname. So that was fair play. Good go. Um, yeah, well, I gave it a go. But anyway, he's in Return of Jafar, and you can tell that he went, oh, yeah, Robin Williams wouldn't do it, and this is straight to video. Okay. And he's doing it. And uh, when I was a kid, I had Return of Jafar video when I was nine, and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and I used to go around saying it was better than Aladdin. And uh, I've watched it as an adult. It isn't. And also, he is not even sounding like Robin Williams at all. He sounds like Homer Simpson a lot of the time. There's a bit where he like has like a hula girl doll that he got when he was on holiday, and he holds it up on his hand. He goes... Woo, she dances in like proper Homer Simpson. It sounds Simpsons. like Homer. It literally sounds like he's just doing Homer's voice. I like my man. You said I went around saying it was better. Like there was a consequence to that. Like people were like, <laughs> "Hey, she's been saying Return to Far is better than Aladdin." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get her. Little nine-year-old Sue's going. Of course, 
Very few sequels are better than the original. (laughs) (laughs) I did say that when I because I put Return of Jafar in my show last year, and I did say like it's a rare example of a sequel bettering the original, and I listed it with Godfather (laughs) Two. Oh yeah, Empire Strikes Back. What are we drinking? What I'm drinking is supposed to be called Another Fine Mess. Oh. Now, the reason it's called that is because there's a certain type of sweet vermouth that's called Demez or something, or Mesda something. I hope you were going to say, is a, there's a sweet vermouth called um, Holy Fucking Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nothing to do with the drink at all. I know the one you're talking about. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I know the one, yeah. It's a very, very nice Anyway, I didn't have that, so I just used regular sweet vermouth. So can it still be called another fine mess? I don't know. I but think so. Mr. let me yeah. take you on a journey. Imagine, if you will, an orangey Manhattan with tequila in it. Holy shit. That that's incredible. That's what this is. So it's Whoa. bourbon, sweet vermouth, tequila, orange liqueur, and orange bitters. Oh, ah. I like that. Another fine mess. I'm going to write that down. That's going on that. That's going on a tab to be um, closed at some later date. <laughs> um, um, oh, a maple syrup. Needs half a teaspoon of maple syrup. Ooh. Ah. Yes, there it is. Very, very tasty. What have you got yeah. there, Suze? Hang yeah. on. I'll just put the finishing touches on it. Yeah. There we go. Ah. It's a mojito. You, you make it with um, money and shops. <laughs> money and shops. That's how you make it. Yeah. That's technically more than one ingredient, so it is a cocktail. That's true, yeah, 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 I nailed it. I I, I looked at, again, I got in, I had to have dinner, I looked at my cocktail collection and I just went, I don't fucking know, but I've got plans, I've got plans for a cocktail for next week. Spilt it all down myself. Yeah, I saw saw that. (laughs) Got it all over the place. I was going to make one up for today, but I couldn't be bothered. (laughs) <laughs> but what was in my head would have yeah. been delicious. Oh, tell us. Was I was going to try and make a Ferrero Rocher one. <gasps> one that tasted like a Ferrero it? Rocher. Uh, yeah. Frangelico. Hey. And then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate liqueur. And then I was either going to use brandy or whiskey. Oh. Well, I'd probably go brandy, actually, personally. Because mm. I think that would that'd be, be a bit quite sweeter. festive as well. Hang on a minute. It's what if strong. I mixed brandy and Frangelico? Is that a drink? Uh, I mean, it could be. I'm going to do it. This seems to be a running theme now. I just go, that's a good idea. And I run yeah. off and do it. Right, it's, okay. it's drink plus Frangelico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Brandy Frangelico cocktail. Let's go. I've just Googled it. A Hazelnut Alexander. Oh, hello. Oh, and what, so what is it? It's literally just those two A things. Hazelnut Alexander is single cream, creme de cacao, hazelnut liqueur and cognac. So Brandy, yeah. hazelnut liqueur. Without if the you had cre- yeah, without the cream, without the cream and without the so you're almost. I on the way think to there a might be a bit of cream in the fridge. Hang on. Oh, oh wait. When did you open it though? Because <laughs> there's we've always you know what I mean. Like I've I've always got cream in the fridge and then I open it and I get it out and I'm like oh yeah that was opened a month ago. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is gonna be cut, isn't it? No. What? Uh, so you've got yourself the what I've was it done called? It. Again, Chris? Was it the called Hazelnut Alexander. Hazelnut Alexander. Ha- yes. Alexander. Yeah. So it's Frangelico brandy and cream. Cream, bit mm. of cream. It's How is it? really lovely. Mm. Ooh. It tastes like very luxurious. As with a lot of these drinks that are cream based, they mm. do end up just tasting kind of a Bailey's, which is not yes. a bad thing. Bailey's is yeah. lovely, but you do go like, oh, it's just kind of Bailey's, but it's like more luxury. Yeah. yeah, it looks very much like because all we can see is the cream. It looks like you're a cartoon character that's ordered some milk in a cocktail <laughs> like bar a, in a cartoon. Like a Heathcliff, he's ordered yeah. a fucking 
Heathcliff. No one fucking watched that cartoon. I, I loved Heathcliff. It was amazing. I used to write fan fiction about Heathcliff. Before the internet, fan fiction used to have to be handwritten. <laughs> that is why, yeah. Did you steal the exercise books from school? Yeah, I had a whole um, fucking thing about this. I think I wrote some tweets about it. In year six, we had a very scary teacher called Mr. Keach. Hated me being in the class. Mm. But I really wanted a science book. And he had a monetary system in year six called K's, right? So he had all this money printed off, but it was K's. And you earned them for doing well in tests and stuff. And if you you had to buy your own paper with K's and stuff like that. There were banks. There were two banks in the class. So after lunch every day, you'd cash your K's checks that he wrote you out for doing good work. Right. This isn't it's sustainable. What's like Paddy, all of Paddy's these? dollars? It's like Paddy's yeah. dollars, isn't it? Yeah, it was fucking crazy. And like, what's this economy you... even resting on? It's not gold. It's not backed by anything. And you had to, you couldn't bring in paper from home. And we were encouraged to tell Mr. Keach if anyone was just like randomly using paper they hadn't bought with K's. It was like fucking North Korea. And um... it was so great that he would come in like ashen faced <laughs> one day and he'd be like, "I'm so sorry, but the." Uh... <laughs> The bottom's fallen out of the K. Yeah, it's like the K, the, the K has plummeted. It was, it's like, it's it was, worthless now. It's it was just, fucking it's... nuts. And people would like own businesses in the year group and you'd buy them with Ks. We were fucking 10. This I was nine like a, the, when I I was like a year a younger than the rest of the class. I was nine when I joined this class and suddenly I'm having to deal with my own finances. It was horrendous. But anyway. It's like a plot in community. This is fucking <laughs> this insane. Like that, isn't it? But we were all fucking nine and 10 year olds. I, I didn't lose an exercise book, but if you lost one, you go to Mr. Keach and you'd say, I've lost my English book or my maths book or whatever. And mm. he would go, okay. And he'd decide how many Ks you had to pay to get a replacement. Right? He'd decide. So no, that's he would decide, yeah. He would yeah, decide. Yeah, yeah. And this so, like, Laura Pittaway lost one of her exercise books and he only charged her 50K. 50 grand's a lot. 50,000 pounds. I really wanted a science book because they were the thickest ones. So I was like... Mm that would be good for writing my stories in because I was always writing. And so I went to Mr. Keach and I said, I haven't lost my science book, but I would like to buy a science book. And he went, this is your way of telling me you've lost your science book, isn't it? And I was going, I honestly haven't. I said, I can show it to you, my science book, if you want. And he said, no, I don't want to see it. If you want a new science book, it's 500k. 500k. (laughs) What a cunt. He was horrible. How the fuck is he just... What a fucking prick. Also, like, he was gay, and I fucking knew he was gay. Like, mm. I just knew, because... <laughs> that's probably homophobic. But no, my mum was Did like, you out him? Yeah, revenge. he's gay, everybody. <laughs> no, but, like, my mum is a dressage rider, and we had, like, loads... And my dad's an actor. We had loads of gay friends. Um, I thought it was weird if men and women were together. So <laughs> I was like... <laughs> what, judging by your parents' marriage? I can yeah, understand I was going to say that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, men and I, women yeah. should be allowed to get married. Absolutely I think it's not. an abomination. Yeah. So I, I look back on it now and go, mate, I was I was like your ultimate ally. And yeah, <laughs> and he totally you were, He was so you. horrible to me. And so uh, at the end of uh, school one day, I had it all plotted out. I waited till the room was empty and I was just carrying on with a project and I waited till the room was definitely empty I ran to the stationery cupboard stole a science book and literally like stuffed it in my school bag and hid it and so I had it at home and I'd never bring it to school obviously but I had all my creative writing in there and for the next sort of six weeks I'd say I was just waiting for him to go we have a thief among us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you was, think that when you're a kid, and they have no idea. It was absolutely terrible, and there was a- there was no way. But he should have. 
been wise to the fact that I might nick one. I got caught stealing an art book. Oh, Chris, they're the most expensive. I've spoken about him. It got cut from an episode, but we played it on the stream. Mr. Schutz, oh. my art teacher. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, he caught me stealing it. And oh, uh, he came in as I was as I was in the drawer. <laughs> oh, that's so that's kind of cute. <laughs> you might as well have been pissing in there. Yeah, and he was like, "You um, you taking an art book, are you?" And I was like, ready to get in trouble. And then yeah. he, to be fair, he went, "Look, I'm an art teacher. I'm not going to tell you to not be creative. Because yeah. what the hell was I going to use an exercise book for?" Well, yeah, exactly. You're not going right. to sell it on the black market, are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. To me, yeah. he sells it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for five hundred k, that's what it costs. All right. <laughs> All I've said is, is the K wasn't worth very much in the West Midlands, all right? <laughs> it's a flawed economy. <laughs> I sort of wrote about the K system on Twitter and people were like, what the fuck is this? And my friend James Hardy, who's my oldest friend, and he, I was in year six with him. He was like, you know, me and John O'Connell were just photocopying Ks every time we went downstairs. What? So they oh, were taking And I would not have dreamed of it because I'd just be like, I will instantly get caught. That's a financial that crime. Is. James Hardy was he was like you know we were just photocopying them I was like oh, I can't fucking believe this I thought yeah. everyone was obeying Mr. King you know what this so is Suze this is your version of Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> exactly this is the 2008 housing crisis happening in your classroom this is insane see the way I see it right we print out our own money right and we lend that against the case that he oh has oh my right? god and then once we do that we purchase the books right <laughs> Um, Chris, what do we? Oh, wait. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking a Queen Elizabeth. Oh, um, the crown. So this is rum, a little bit of lime juice, and grenadine. Um, anyway, Chris, what what is on the car today? What do you have for us? Richard Gere's ass gerbil. <laughs> Yay! I see what you meant by the timeline of this. I this think is we're very... born at this point out of yes. his asshole. This is, this is where we, we're the gerbil. We're <laughs> so the what I mean by we don't know the time. Okay, so basically it's very hard to be able to tell this story chronologically. For those people who don't know what this is, oh, yeah. it's likely. Okay, we, so we if, you don't know, to... uh, if you don't know what Richard Gere's ass gerbil is, it's, it's I mean, it pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> basically, there's a, there's a prevalent story that Richard Gere was admitted to the emergency room and he had inserted a live gerbil <laughs> up his rectum and it had to have it surgically removed. Now, that <laughs> now the thing about this is um, no one really knows when the rumour properly originated. It gained a lot of traction around 1990, coincidentally when Pretty Woman came out. So... Uh. This, this is pre-primal fear, Richard Gere. <laughs> the reason I've put this here in the Hollywood series is because it's late 80s, early 90s. Gotcha. So I've put it there, but it actually could go back as far as 1974. Oh, what? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it happened, it could have happened as early as 1974 or as late as 1990. Who's shall? Wow. Tell you he's um, in love 70... with Richard Gere. Who? My mum. Really? She used to... He is a, he, he is a mum actor. Like, m- yeah, my mum loves Richard like Gere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. My mum yeah. used to... I'd be about seven and my mum would be going, oh, sex on legs. She'd say that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really grim when parents say that, isn't oh. it? You're like, oh, gross. I'm in the room. What are you doing? I'm not bringing my friends back again. 
was gross. And like, come on, James Hardy, let's go photocopy some more Ks. Except I wasn't in on it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe they didn't cut you in on the K deal. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. Um, hey, Masood. So, um, yeah. Richard Gere, the story goes that he put a gerbil up his ass. Yeah. And had to go and have it surgically removed because uh, couldn't get back out again. Does your mum have an opinion on this case? <laughs> on this case? I, you know what? He... She's like, I'm glad it. he has fun. You know what? Do what you want to do behind... Nobody knows what anyone does behind closed doors. What does that even What does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> your mum's like weirdly it's, really sex positive about this it is story. Like, it's like, it's, 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 no, it is, but it's yeah. gross. <laughs> it's, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's per- people's personal life is people's personal life. <laughs> You have no business knowing it. <laughs> I yeah? love it. First of all, let's get into because some people are confused by the uh, practicalities of how you would do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there is the idea that a tube is inserted into the anus and then the ah. gerbil up the tube Climbs so up it can it. get into the Kinda anus. Kind of like in uh, American Horror, uh, American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, with the rat. Oh, the yeah. That bit in the book, yeah. Because the, the, the live gerbil wouldn't get up there, even if you lubricated it. <laughs> so there has to be a tube. It would it force yeah. its way out. Yeah. It would, uh, yeah. And there has to be something quite enticing inside for it to run. Like, it's not like that's an instinct <laughs> yeah. of gerbils to be like, hey, well, here's a pipe. Hey, we're talking, about, we're talking yeah. about Richard Gere here. That gerbil must have been <laughs> thinking, this is my big like, break. Ooh, sex he's, call, he's like, I don't, know, I don't even need the pipe. Just let me up there. <laughs> this is my big break. There's, um, uh, there's an episode of The Vicar of Dibley where Dawn French's character says, oh, I wouldn't have minded being the gerbil. Whoa, she would have wow. wanted to be. That is written by uh, a man, isn't it? I think that woman, she'd fancy Richard Gere, so she'd want to go up his bum. As a, as a gerbil, as not a even a human being. Yeah. So uh, so the pipe is is, a, is the apparatus used to, uh, to kind of coax yeah. it now, inside. This is, that's a hell of a party right This is there. passed into legend. So that's, yeah. a, that's a two-person job. Let's look, let's look at other urban legends. For example, there is the, there is the idea that um, if you have a rib removed, ah, yes, you can the, suck your own penis. Yeah, I that one. Slash Prince... And that gets attached to different people. So first of all, it was Prince. Then it became Marilyn Manson. And it kind of like changes. Basically, that rumor changes host. Yeah, depending on your age. This Mm. one has never left Richard Gere. That's true. This is always Richard Gere shoved a gerbil up his ass. Sometimes it's a hamster. Sometimes it's a hamster. (laughs) But I think I've heard a hamster version. I've not heard that. That's just a gerbil with no tail. Well, exactly. Yeah. The reason <laughs> this is why I'm convinced it's a gerbil because you've got the tail to pull it back out. Yes. So it goes gerbil in, pipe out, tail hanging out of his butt like a little tail. And you can like pull it out. Like he's got a little tail, so it, like he just <laughs> so it's just mm-hmm. wiggling, and then you go, okay, well that's there, like a like a safety tab for batteries. You know when you buy an electronics <laughs> thing, you pull the tab out. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like the like, ribbon <laughs> in a Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the there's a there's a manual. <laughs> If gerbil gets stuck, please pull the reset please cord. Pull. Please pull reset cord, <laughs> and it would like scratch on the way out. And I suppose okay. that's what they like. That's what Richard Gear liked. There's a there's an awful and it was it was basically when before we had the choice of like all of this stuff to watch before Netflix, when we had literally, I suppose with Freeview we had like twenty channels. Without Freeview we had five. Yeah. Um, there used to be shows that were. The weirdest things removed from the human body. Oh, I loved all I that. I love a show like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a foreign country, and sometimes that's the only English thing that will be playing. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel so at home. There was a there was one that 
a bloke on Valentine's Day had decided to put a flower down his urethra so that oh he had a he had a hard God. on and then there was a flare at the end of it and he was like this is going to be romantic <laughs> right and, and was he like recreating that scene with the with the the soldier with the gun and the person putting the flower in the battle <laughs> yeah. and, and it seems like it seems like that's the easy so like it went in perfectly fine but what he didn't realize is is that there are tiny little hairs on a flower stem uh, and they yeah. attach themselves to your urethra so when he yanked mm. it back out he just ripped his dick to shreds Ooh. from the why inside did, why did he do any of this i know i know it's ridiculous yeah. it's just ridiculous. tape it just tape so, it to the side if, if that's you, what you want to do the suit's like just tape it it's still romantic <laughs> it's still romantic that's still romantic romantic gesture <laughs> what do you mean like a, a laser eyesight yeah like a dick banner <laughs> and the, the i'm flowers. sorry that i've I, i've i got all like snotty about this i actually think it's lovely now <laughs> <laughs> would that i was with a man who would sellotape a flower to his boner <laughs> i'd go i go oh that's so lovely oh that's just awful i wonder what flower it was like a sunflower. I oh a sunflower. <laughs> he's as he's it was three it meters long, and she and his girlfriend was like, "I think that's a bit over that's the top, bit. don't yeah, you?" Come on now, somebody's compensating. So the, this is the um, reason I bring things that removed up. from the human body. Yeah, yeah, the reason I bring that up is because there's the mindset of, "Oh, be great. Let's put something inside me." They don't think about how to extract it. Yeah, mm. that's the that's the only thing I would be thinking about. Is the, yeah, yeah. That's, like, like I'm not thinking like I want this in. I'm like, how am I going to get it out? That's think the... ahead, wouldn't you? Because yeah. eventually you want it out. <laughs> yeah. So it was supposed to be very easy to remove, but uh, the story goes apparently the reason you would put a live gerbil mm. up your ass is because yeah. that pleasure pain thing, the way that it gnaws and scratches, is supposed to provide you with a sensation that hurts but also gives you pleasure. This is right. so. I know absolutely. <laughs> so the, the this story is. The, he had to go to the emergency room to get it out because it had gnawed and scratched so much that it had swollen. So the gerbil oh, then couldn't come out because... For fuck's sake. Susie's right to say, oh, this is bollocks because yeah. uh, they retroactively <laughs> applied a term to it called gerbiling to make <laughs> really? it sound really? like it was wow. an actual practice that people did. This is a was like, Christ. Okay, no one has actually been able to find... Now, the way that it's been phrased in the article <laughs> that I read was because this absolute hero, bearing in mind he's a journalist, all right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy is called Mike Walker, right? And he was a columnist in the National Enquirer. Okay? Ah, uh, yes. Now, this is a direct quote from him. He said, I've never worked harder on a story in my life <laughs> trying oh to prove that this happened. Mm. Wow. And he, wa he wasn't able to. And the okay. fact is, is that he couldn't even prove that gerbiling was a legitimate practice. Now, <laughs> now, the thing is, is that I'm not saying no one has ever shoved a gerbil up their ass. Not saying no, no one ever has. The human no. race is weird. The human race is like people do odd stuff. Like yeah. they'll shove a flower down their urethra. Like yeah. it's hey, come on a sunflower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not say that nobody has ever put a gerbil up their ass, but no one can actually find it being a legitimate thing. Even yeah. though even though this thing has been called gerbiling, it yeah. feels like that has been retroactively applied to this story. Yes. It feels very much yeah, like an urban dictionary thing. Yeah. Someone's like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, let's also touch on the fact that it's it's illegal because it's bestiality. I like how that is a like that's the first thing the doctor said when he came in. It's like, you know this is illegal, right? You've, well, this you is this illegal. Suit, hold that thought. Uh, it's illegal in the UK. Uh, it depends which oh. state you're in. Oh, in America. Oh. Okay. Well, then, all right. I'm listening. Wow. 
<laughs> In the words of Fraser, I'm listening. Where, which which uh, which states are they? Have you got a pen? I, <laughs> no, no, I just I'm just know. writing just down some okay, stuff. Okay, Suze, I'm not saying it correlates with which ones that Trump won, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it, it there is somewhere it depends on because some animals are given certain rights over others because of how much intelligence slash sentience they're. How smart is a gerbil? So you can like live out your crazy animal farm sex tape fantasies because of certain states. In, so, uh, I, I think like not all of the animals, though, Masood. Don't go crazy. Of I think um, some are more equal than others. Gotcha. Yeah, I read the novella. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the the legality of gerbiling changes from state to state. Jesus Christ! <laughs> do you do you remember that film, Mr. Hands, that did the rounds? It was that a rings guy. a bell, actually. So the the like hardly anyone saw it. I saw it. Someone sent it to me and said, it's Mr. Hands. And I watched it. I wish I hadn't. She paid 200k. I paid 200k to watch it. 200,000 pounds to watch this. You were were overcharged. It's $200,000, about 150,000 pounds. The story is, oh, it's a snuff film of a guy having sex with a horse. um, Oh, yeah. As in, it's a... A stallion that has sex with a man and and, and it kills him, him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's not what happens he has sex with a horse and it perforated his colon and he died several days later um ah. it's suddenly it's not such a sexy film <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't anyway but like i saw it i went what the fuck's going on here oh no oh no but i did see yeah. it through uh, but afterwards I went to the guy I was like why did you send me that he was like I just thought you'd want to see a guy die by being fucked by a horse and I went I knew he hadn't watched it I knew he hadn't watched it because uh, yeah, yeah. I went the guy doesn't die and he went yeah he does He's it's a guy getting fucked to death by a horse and I'd already looked up the story at this point I went he died later We had um, a pest control person a while ago, and uh, he was he was a bit like a bit sort of yeah all right mate he's a bit of a geezer and, right. and he's like he's like hey, hey, check this out mate check this out yeah it's like we did this job yeah it was fucking mental yeah? <laughs> and he brings out his phone and it's like it's like in this parking lot and he's like these rats mate there, were, there was a, it was full of them mate and he set out like twenty traps and there were all these rats that were dead in these traps right and he's like you see that one yeah you see that one yeah. That one got caught, and the other ones ate him. Look at that! Look at that! And I was like standing there, but because of like in that oh, situation, God. 
I was very like, I've got to say something because you can't just be like, yeah. you, so I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of. And you've like, called I'm, him in for pesky. Exactly. Policy, He's like, in my house. So yeah. I'm like, I've got to. So I turn into like a six year old kid again. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody oh, hell. They bloody ate him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and that one, yeah, he spoke to me 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, he was up Richard Gere's ass, right? <laughs> he was at that one, yeah? Like, whoa, it really? It wasn't yeah. a gerbil or a hamster. It was a rat. It was, it was a, a baby. He had a baby rat. Baby rat. I don't know. I shouldn't have to pay for these people to come in this country. I worked. I worked fucking hard, mate. And they come in here. And he's meanwhile just showing you the rats. And you're like, mm, mm-hmm, mm, yeah. mm Yeah, yeah. You know what? You've done your job. Just here's the money. Get out of my house, please. Yeah. It's all right for you, isn't it? It's all yeah. right for but, you. You came you're... over it, got an hand out. And Masood's like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> but you're one of the good ones, mate. I mean, look, uh, I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. like them. Because yeah. you're not like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, are we, how much longer? I mean, are they, are they rats? I don't think we're talking about rats anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a funny feeling. Yeah, it's... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get a lot of pleasure out of putting the uh, traps out and just watching them slowly, slowly <laughs> oh, oh, mate, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure on you just pest control, it's not going to be like an enjoyable part of the job. It's like... Nah, it's I mean, lovely. job satisfaction's one thing, but it sounds like you really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, get fucking odd. Know. It's the only way I can get odd. I tell you what's really fucking brilliant. You, uh, you watch them. I film them sometimes, and I watch them back afterwards. <laughs> I watch them back afterwards. You know what I like to do? Whack a flower down the end of it. <laughs> the end of it Donut going in. You haven't actually laid the traps yet, have you? So that you're going to be here for another half hour. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Tell you what, take me a while. I reckon the amount you've got, what you've seen, you know, I reckon like six or seven traps should do it. Word of advice though, mate, don't put one up your ass. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, I won't. I sure, won't. No, thank no, cr- you. Mate. Mate, mate, I speak from experience, yeah? Yes. Don't okay. put one of them up your ass, all right? Okay. All right, yeah? Nah, yeah. mate, I don't think you're listening. No, I mean it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm speaking yeah, from just, experience, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, I've been right. there, done that. Don't put one up your ass. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay what, what, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's, we're going to go out for a bit. You know I'm talking about just... the rats, not the traps, yeah? Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have put either. I, I was my... saying both. I was thinking you meant both. I put both in my... I mean, I wouldn't You can whack a trap up there, that's fine. Just take the poison out. Uh, right. Oh, thank okay. you. Cheers yeah. for that. I'm going to pop out uh, and I'm going to leave this little webcam on. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Funnily, though enough, that pest control person um, is unavailable. And <laughs> and they they when, when we tried to call them for a follow-up, they, they don't exist anymore. So. <laughs> I love the way that Masood was like, I want to get that guy back here. It's, oh yeah. I, yeah, I was like, come on, mate. What was yeah, the yeah, follow-up? Yeah. Like, what did you have that time? He had gerbils what? in his ass. Like, yeah, I woke up, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Masood's like, there's only up. one guy who could help me. I woke Sarah's up and there was a, like, don't call that guy, Masood. Don't, please don't. He's I woke awful. up, there was a pipe there. And he was like, oh, I had this funny dream and there was like a pipe up my ass. And I heard like this Cockney accent. And then I woke up and there was a rat in there. <laughs> The place we were at before, th- then they came back and then went to call oh, them back. And then, he, and then he was just like, right, right, right. he just, this doesn't exist. Just didn't There's a scam company. Anymore. Apparently it happens Because he was so good at his job. He was actually the Pied Piper, so he danced away with all the rats and then obviously <laughs> left the country. <laughs> he Pied Piped his way out of... <laughs> oh, dance Jesus. now, wherever you may be. I don't know why he sang Lord of the Dance. But... So, so there, there are like a few sources for this Richard Gere rumour. 
are fantastic. As some people have remarked upon, the hospital that he was taken to to get mm. the gerbil removed from his rectum must be the most well-staffed hospital in the world because there are so many people like thousands of people that are like my sister was a nurse when he came in it's one of those it's basically that it's like how like a hundred thousand people saw the Beatles play at the cavern club so you can't actually yeah you can't trace it back to anybody that was genuinely actually there yeah right some of the some of the stories are that he went in alone some of the stories that he was accompanied by Cindy Crawford who was his partner at the time Um, <laughs> she went I'll go with you <laughs> yeah oh you've done it again have you oh Jesus here mm. we go I just imagine him like pacing through the hospital very quickly like someone who's about to do a shit that's his, like, that's his pace he's just like, and every so often he's like oh and he's just very quickly kind of very, it's, yeah. it's nibbling still it's yeah it nibbling. bites yeah. his colon because it's still alive yeah. obviously of course yeah, as oh, yeah suffocated no, so yeah, yeah. 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 there's that to contend with because the fact is is that it's clearly an urban myth but yeah, it's bollocks. let's still treat that as a mystery because where did it come from okay? yeah it's interesting now i obviously knew about the story richard gear shoved a gerbil up his ass mm. yes. had to go to the emergency room but mm. it was actually reading about it that i discovered something i had no idea about and there is actually a genuinely cool story here oh, oh. Which is... That gerbil went on to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gere has apparently accused somebody of starting that rumour. Oh, oh! He Streisand affected it. Oh, shit. There's a rivalry in Hollywood here that I had no idea existed until I looked into this story. I'm, wow. I'm, I love this. What is it? Which is that Richard Gere and Sylvester Stallone fucking hate each other. What? Oh, this is amazing. And do you know what this suggests? To me, immediately, Richard Gere is a good guy because Sylvester Stallone was like named in Me Too. Um, oh, yeah. And it's a shame because every time I've seen Sylvester Stallone interviewed, I'm like, hey, he's great. But there's several women who've named him in the Me Too thing. So I love this already. Yeah. <laughs> do you know about the Richard Gere-Sylvester Stallone rivalry? I do not. No. I mean, it's, okay. a very, it's, it's a very different rivalry from him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. They're not really going up for the same roles. No. This is why we have to go back to 1974. Okay. Okay. Uh, so in 1974, there was a film, and it was... Ob- 74 is obviously pre-Rocky, mm. all right? This is to do with kind of Sylvester Stallone's big break. Okay. Yeah. There was a film called The Lords of Flatbush in mm-hmm. 1974. Yeah. It came out, and it starred Perry King, Sylvester Stallone, and Henry Winkler. And it was about a gang in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And it was basically mm. street teenagers that wear leather jackets. They're called The Lords of Flash- Flatbush, because they're from yeah. Flatbush. It's very know. camp. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's set in 1958, so it was like a period piece. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically like a non-musical Grease. Gotcha. Okay, all right. It's weird, okay. isn't it? Because it's set 16 years in the past. It's like a film now being set in the mid-2000s. It's really This weird. is why I've been thinking yeah. about this, yeah. Like Very the 90s strange. is slowly becoming a period in which mm. things are getting made around. And I'm like, yeah, but there hasn't been that much that's happened between the like, 80s to now. Yes, big mm. changes. 90s and I was like, yeah, what, yeah. phones got better? The That's 90s were peacetime. The 90s existed as just a big 10-year lead up to 9-11. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's 9-11. The Lords of Flatbush. And in it, they're sort of like they're hard teenagers and they chase girls and they steal cars and they shoot pool. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're fresh fresh boys. Fresh boys. Yeah. Fresh Finally, boys. they're back. B-O-I-S, right? Fresh boys. <laughs> <laughs> Z on it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays one of those one of those kids yeah 
like a featured role, yeah. like not a, like a role, but like yeah, he has a couple. Well, no, one, one of the leads, but oh, okay. like, mm-hmm. but not the main guy. The main guy is played by Perry King. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Perry King was a replacement for a, a young actor called Richard Gere. <gasps> oh, he's the guy who put a gerbil up his ass. Oh yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> Richard Gere was originally cast as his character, but he was fired due to conflicts with Stallone. Oh, oh shit. Now, in 2006, and this is going to be a direct quote from Stallone. This is 2006, which is not that long ago. Over 30 years later, though. So, Mm. so Stallone said, we never hit hit it off. I wonder why they hate. And apparently, this stems from, like, one day during an improv, he grabbed me and got a little carried away. I told him in a gentle fashion to lighten up, but he was completely in character and impossible to deal with. Then, we were rehearsing at Coney Island. It was lunchtime. We decided to take a break, and the only place that was warm was the backseat of a Toyota. I was eating a hot dog and he climbs in with this is why I'm inclined to believe it's true because it's so petty it's so (laughs) petty it's such a boring story and he remembers it this long I was eating a hot dog he climbs in with half a chicken covered in mustard half a chicken covered in mustard where do you even get that what store what exactly with grease nearly dripping out of the wrapper I said that thing is going to drip all over the place he said don't worry about it I said if it gets on my pants you're going to know about it he proceeds to bite into the chicken (laughs) and a small greasy river of mustard lands on my thigh I elbowed him in the side of the head and basically pushed him out of the car the director had to make a choice one of us had to go one of us had to stay Richard was given his walking papers and to this day he seriously dislikes me this is hilarious. It's like two fucking seven-year-olds. These were guys yeah. in their late twenties. They're acting like fucking children. That's crazy. Yeah. These are grown adults going like, uh, "You're gonna get food on my trousers." Oh my god, you did! So I elbowed him in the head. In the like, head. Grow yeah. up, the pair of you. You're on a movie. They fell out big time. <laughs> Richard yeah. Gere got kicked off the movie, and basically, Sylvester Stallone has said, "Richard has accused me of starting the rumor." Oh. Now, Stallone's angle seems to be, I didn't. Richard has made up this rumour and made up that I started it. But why now, would Richard what? Gere do that? Because yeah. it's, it, like, it's stuck to Richard Gere and not Stallone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It kind of, it's made Richard Gere, like, because every time I see him interviewed, I think he's really nice and he's a good actor, blah, blah, blah. But I always do think, like, her gerbil up the arse. Yeah, I'm exactly. Every true. time I see him, like, that's the yeah. guy, in it? He just have to gerbil up his ass. The rivalry between Stallone and Richard Gere didn't end there. Oh, this is so oh, fun. Shit. I love it. It really <laughs> escalates. It yes! really escalates. And I only, oh, like, I can't believe to what degree it escalates. Oh, this is the best fun ever. <gasps> Get out. Escalates. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so um, this goes to what year are we in now? Uh, well, let's fast forward 20 years. We're in the 90s okay. now, so it's after the rumour has happened. It's primal fear. Uh, it's primal it's, fear. Uh, like 1994, <laughs> I think. Just before primal fear. And Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere, they find themselves both at a party. Oh, God. And the party is being held by Elton John. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to be at this fucking party. Elton John. Elton John is hosting the party for Disney chief Jeffrey Katzenberg because um, Elton Why does John, he keep getting more camp? Because Elton yeah, John crazy. is about is about to write the music for the Lion King. Lion King. <gasps> Fuck so yeah! That's why he's hosting this party, all right? <gasps> now, he maybe not knowing that there's this big rivalry has invited both Stallone and Richard Gere. Neither of which have got anything to do with Lion King, which I love. Uh, yeah, he's just like, ah, just get him in. Anyway, they both go and they nearly get into a physical fight. What Holy are you shit. fucking talking this is about? This fucking nuts. I mean, what? I have... I have awful school bullies that if I saw an event now, 
I'd be like, even if they came yeah. over and were like, hi, Suze, I'd be polite. I wouldn't get yeah, into a like, fight hey. with them. This is insanity. This is it's, it's stupid. I mean, by this point, like, Stallone is f- nearly 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so, so uh, Richard yeah. Gere is in his mid-40s. Now, yeah. also, Stallone is fucking ripped. Richard Gere is <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. but the thing is, is that also, if you're like you're hammered or something, there's this little guy. He might be ripped, but you might also be thinking, ah, shut up. I'll take him. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. Richard Gere is quite tall, isn't he? Or is he? Or is he? Yeah. Right. Basically, they end up getting into this almost fight. The Elton John. <laughs> this is this is oh chronicled in Elton John's autobiography. All right. This oh, is, it's, it's, it's a matter I love of Elton John. Now, the reason that they get into a physical fight is because, first of all, they don't like each other anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. of the grease on the Because the grease still holding on to the fucking grease. It's the word. It's the word that you've heard. It's the guy with the rumor of mustard on my fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll Christ. do an, a, a Richard Gere impression. Hello, oh. I'm Richard Gere. I can't think of it. <laughs> That's what he I said when he got in the car. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just here with half a chicken. He's like a hella Buddhist, so he's probably vegetarian now, and I bet it's because of this story. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I know this is okay. Okay, I wasn't going to mention the Buddhist thing until a bit later on, but it's oh. also uh, I don't think a Buddhist would shove a gerbil up their ass. No, no exactly. But maybe yeah, yeah, his no guilt way. over what he did. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm it now not thinking it's bollocks. I think it 100% happened, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone was there. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere nearly get into this fist fight. Now they're fighting. A, they're fighting over somebody at this party. They're fighting over a woman that they both have taken fancy to. What? Christina Applegate. <laughs> that that woman is more interested in Richard Gere than Sylvester Stallone. Of course she is. And Sylvester Stallone spat his dummy out. Okay. Oh. So finally, the truth. Richard Gere had game apparently, and was able to <laughs> oh, sort yeah. of like uh, sit down on a sofa near an open fire and him and this woman they just chatted all night and they were really connecting and they, like, a lot prolonged eye contact and laughing and, <laughs> and Sylvester <laughs> Stallone was jealous he did not like it okay. he did not like it but and I Elton like John, that Chris's idea of like this guy had game he sat on a sofa and he was talking <laughs> he was talking he was talking to we him. Cut, oh my we God. cut to no, Chris no. calling Louisa and he's just like, yeah, like, I sat on a sofa. Putty in my hands, boys. I'm going to sit on this sofa. <laughs> that wasn't my, like, that wasn't my idea of he got game. It was the fact is that he got this woman away from Absolutely. the rest of the party. It is gotcha. it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just having a lovely chat. They were connecting and they were like, ah, yeah. it was lovely. And there were like, it was a mutual connection there. And uh, Sylvester Stallone didn't like it. Now, yeah. uh, you've already guessed at Christina Applegate. Masoud, would you like to guess who this woman was? Um, I'd like to say it was Angelica Houston. <laughs> Angelica can I have Houston. one more guess? You can have one more guess. Demi Moore. No. Okay. Oh, that's a good guess, though. That is a really it's good 94. guess. It's 94. It's like Disclosure Era. Yeah, this woman was Princess Diana. <gasps> fuck. Fuck the fuck off. No. Fuck no. Oh, oh, God. You are oh, my God. Overused, overused term, overused term on social media when you hear us backed and you go screaming. I'm screaming. Oh my god. This is amazing. This is fucking insane. So good. Oh my god. I am in love with this story. This is amazing. She was obviously separated from Charles at the time. Yes, she fucking was. Go live your life, baby. 
I've never seen Suze write notes for a song as vigorously as that. that I reckon the grooves that. of those the, those words that she just wrote, oh those grooves God. are going to be seen all the way through, through her notebook. All the way God. through the, all like, through oh 150 leaves of that book. Page. My B5 my notebook. I am obsessed with this. This is, right, my favourite anecdote about Princess Diana prior to this was that Freddie Mercury <laughs> and um, Kenny Everett dressed Princess Diana up as a boy and took her to the Royal yes, Vauxhall Tavern and amazing. partied with her. Which That's great. That's a fucking great By several story. accounts is a true story. This is my new favourite story. <laughs> this is oh wow fuck yeah um so when this story then came out what do you think stallone was gonna do oh yeah he's gonna, mm. he's gonna yeah he's gonna be like this fucking guy yeah he's an asshole uh, no what stallone actually that? went i'm gonna let, let, let let's let's go to elton john's account of this um yeah. so that, those those are basically the top lines they uh straight away richard Gere and diana were very taken with each other Hell yeah. She was Damn separated straight. from Charles by this point, and Richard had broken up with Cindy Crawford. Okay, oh. well, he was on the lookout. They ended yeah. up sitting in front of the fireplace together, locked in rapt conversation. Oh, oh but wow. he was like, yeah, and then you just have to get a tube and it goes straight up there. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, really? A rat or a gerbil, <laughs> you say? so interesting. Charles never would have done that. Charles was only interested in being a tampon. <laughs> Sitting by this fireplace, locked in rap conversations, Stallone <laughs> eyed the pair oh jealously. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I bet he kept moving a bit closer and people are having conversations with him and he's just looking at them going, uh-huh, He just keeps uh-huh. It's like being in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. He's just like he's just looking over. <laughs> it's like the fucking Dave party. <laughs> <laughs> when the party then moved to the dining room, Stallone yeah. and Gear were nowhere to be found. They oh, were shit. they were boning. David Furnish found them squaring <laughs> off in a hallway oh my god I love it trying to settle their differences over Diana by having a fight oh my god it's so good after dinner uh, Diana and Richard Gere resumed flirting and that prompted Stallone to storm out (laughs) yes it did Fuck yeah! And according to Elton John, according to Elton John, who hosted the party, remember? Sure. Amazing. Amazing. He said, uh, apparently Stallone said, "I never would have come if I'd known Prince Fucking Charming was going to be here." He <laughs> called him Prince Charming. Loves it's us where we belong. And then he said, "If I'd wanted her, I would have taken her." Oh yeah, he just didn't fancy her. That's why he was annoyed. <laughs> this is course. one of those things where if I had a time machine, I want to be at that party. That's oh, the, be like, take maybe, me there. Maybe Stallone uh. fancies gear. Yeah, maybe. And he wanted to be the gerbil? He was like, I'd love to have been that gerbil. (laughs) This is a a direct quote from Elton John. Diana was completely unruffled. Of course she was. She spent fucking, at this point, nearly a decade and a half in the royal family. Who, Mm -hmm. I mean, it must be horrendous. And she's papped wherever she goes since she's 19 years old. She doesn't give a fuck about any of this. She's like, okay, I'm off down a gay bar. (laughs) I would love the idea that actually... After both going through a divorce, Richard Gere and Princess Diana hooked up after a party at Elton John's house. Oh, yeah. man, I love it. That's so great. Even yeah. if she just gave him a little handy J. And just a little hand shandy under the table. <laughs> like an old-fashioned <laughs> So the rivalry between Stallone and Richard Gere is meant to have been this... like The catalyst for... Yeah, the, the source room. of mm. the gerbil rumour comes from Stallone because the they never sauce. got on. Wow. The meat sauce. However, while the story came from somewhere, 
I don't think it came from Stallone because the timeline doesn't really work. Like they fell out properly in 1974, yeah. and the rivalry obviously went on for even to now. I think it's still so, going. Yeah. yeah. So that Princess Diana incident happened in the mid 90s. That was 20 years after they first met on this film set and got yeah. and Stallone got Richard Gere fired. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it could have been as petty as Stallone just saying it once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he likes 19, to have a gerbil like, up his arse. Yeah, like in yeah. 1983, just saying it, and then it just sort of snowballed. It just, right. yeah, just kind of. Uh, yeah. However, there is another thing, which is that apparently the gerbil story did happen, but oh. an oh. unknown, unnamed male did arrive in an ER because he had rectal bleeding, and this is a true account mm-hmm. from hospital records. Okay, a um, 26 year old male. Now, Richard Gere was born in 1949, so that would have been 1975. Okay. okay, so a year after uh, he was fired it, from the movie. If it were Richard Gere. Yeah. Right. Uh, a 26-year-old male arrives in the ER complaining of rectal bleeding. He's too embarrassed to provide an accurate history, but provides the examining doctor a clue. There might be something stuck in my rear end. Examination uh, reveals a non-tender abdomen, but a rectal exam shows blood coming from his anus. Blood from the anus, not a good sign. <laughs> and a speculum uh, exam reveals a dead, a dead gerbil. All right. right. Is, it definitely, uh, is that definitely true? Well, uh, yes. So it that is. account is okay. true, but we don't know who the person is that. that, no. that came I can out. tell you, it was not Richard Gere. It was yes. some gross person who yeah. probably looks like some gross guy. I've got an idea. <gasps> what if? Oh. What if it was Sylvester Stallone and to <gasps> throw shade? <laughs> yeah, he's like, it was Richard Gere. Like one of those shows where a guy. Also, tell you who it was. <laughs> there was a guy who stuck his dick in a, um, a jacuzzi and then it swelled oh. up, and he had to phone the police to like you know to get him out yeah so but uh, there's a, you know it feels very much like that sort of story it's like it's true but it's very <laughs> embarrassing and you don't want to be named in that i've never um, watched er like properly but someone mm. i know came to stay with me once uh going back a while and they were like i love er put er on and it and it made me go like i should probably watch er because it's quite funny there was mm. a guy they were like we've just had someone brought in and he's got an entire carrot up his ass ah, ha, ha. Yeah. and they were like ah, ha. and then this like really young naive nurse went wow, how do you swallow a whole carrot? And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> so like, I like the idea that St- Stallone, it was him, and he was like, I swallowed a gerbil. A gerbil, they're like, uh, yes, sure thing. <laughs> Did you swallow the condom it came in as well? Or <laughs> um, I think Stallone doesn't shit. He just pukes his food up like a snake. Oh yeah, 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 like it, like the anaconda in anaconda. He goes, Ugh. yeah. He just I'm throws also... up John Voight. Oh, John Voight! <laughs> I I went to London Zoo with my uh, and John Voight my... was there. John Voight was he's hard times. Um, went with uh, some people I was at drama school with when we were there, mm. and we and Andrew Lincoln was at London Zoo, and we followed him around for ages to see if he'd be able to realize that we were. I bet he did. Anyway, we found this snake, and we were like watching it, and it was like going. Ugh. You know, like oh. how cats, when they're going to puke. Yeah. And then suddenly it did it for ages. It went, <laughs> a fucking, it looked like a sugar mouse came out of it because it was Jesus obviously a digested Christ. mouse. And it went, and we went and got a zookeeper. We were like, the snake was being sick. The snake was being sick. <laughs> and they were like, this guy was like, yeah, that is how that kind of snake actually defecates. They don't poo like a normal animal. It, they bring up the digestive food. And we were like, ooh. I was 25. Uh, I, I thought <laughs> you were about 12. Was, I was going, the snake was being sick. Me and my friends, like, the snake was being sick. The snake was being sick. Grow up. 
So wait a minute, are you saying that Sylvester Stallone eats backwards? He eats And he shoves gerbils. it up his ass and then throws it out. Yeah, like that episode yeah. of South Park. Oh, South Park, where yeah, where you, <laughs> you sit on a turkey. Uh, what's it? Martha Stewart sits on a turkey and then poops out of her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, that is, uh, that's basically most of what we know about Richard wow. Gere's ass gerbil. But wow. in trying to find a source for the story, mm. I stumbled upon the rivalry with Sylvester Stallone. That is, that is incredible. The, prin- the Princess Diana rivalry, which I love. So- that is the yeah. best. I think that um, might be the greatest single moment on any podcast. Yes. <laughs> any show. I don't no. think he did it. I don't I've think he did that. it at all. And poor Richard Gere. Like having that sticking around him for it's been, it's been, decades. I mean, it, has, it hasn't hurt ticket sales. It's like but, I said, it's, <laughs> it's never left him. Like other urban myths go from star to star to star to star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is always the Richard Gear story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's it's plausible that an unnamed male that happened to, as you, as, yeah. as you said, that definitely, that there's a record of that happening. I think it, it's just a shame that somehow someone, I think, I reckon Stallone probably said it in passing as a, like a weird thing like it like at like the end of an interview you know like some like where you're doing like a press junket you're doing like 50 of them a day yeah and then he just like says it offhandedly because he's like i don't like that guy. like somebody brings it up and he's like i don't like that guy yeah yeah you know he should have dribbled up his ass and somebody's like really and they're like don't don't tape that cut that but we're fucking and then they just well yeah maybe i mean it's that sort of thing where hollywood is supposed to be well, actually, you know what acting is supposed to be? They call them lovers because it's all this mm. like, yeah. oh, they're a joy to work with. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what they say off like off camera and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and in private. It's always like, oh, a pleasure to work with. A darling actor. Oh, mm. all of this. <laughs> and that kind of just translates to Hollywood. It's really rare that you actually get actors that actually speak out and honestly I hate, and say, I hate we, that guy. <laughs> we do yeah. not like each other. Yeah. And yeah. So the fact that they would do that is kind of refreshing and they're like yeah we don't, don't like him don't really don't yeah. like him and I don't like him either now <clears throat> it's it could happen that because this idea of gerbiling and the term gerbiling I forgot that's still a term yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that term was born out of this story hmm. that means that it was given a name without it actually being a thing yeah that yeah. means that true account of the one person going into hospital with the gerbil up their ass was an outlier which is enough of a story to be told that mm-hmm. maybe Stallone heard that story and as a joke went, yeah, I heard that was Richard Gere. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. That makes it, sense. And then it's sort of like somebody, because there are thick people. We see it on Twitter. There was no Twitter back then. But there no. are some yeah. people on Twitter that just go, oh, oh is that a joke? I'll take it seriously. Yeah. That, yeah. Could, that could have happened in a room. Anything in the archives? Is there, is there oh, any, uh... I see. You won't know when to look, really. Yeah. Let's just call it as 1990. Let's call okay, it let me see. 1990. Oh, yeah, here's one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically, um, at the time that this all happened... It's not called you... the circle of life, is it? <laughs> 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 oh. At the time all this happened, Richard Gere wrote a book uh, where he detailed like that he definitely didn't put a gerbil up his ass, but that if he had, this is the way he'd have done it. It was called If I Did It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rights to that book, there was a bidding war for it between two people who were mm. sisters. <laughs> and uh, in the end, they went, oh, fuck it. We'll just both chip in. And for the, for 500k... <laughs> they bought the rights to If I Did It and wrote a song about it. It's Almonds and Champagne. Uh, they, yeah, we should have guessed. They, they wrote a song about it and here it is. So 
How do you think he'd do it? Hmm. Good question. If he did it. If he did it. He'd do it like this. He'd do it like this. He'd go straight up. He'd go straight up. The pleasure's all here. The pleasure's all his. And if he did There you go. Well, That's well, if I well. did it. If I did it, the almonds and champagne song. I think I prefer that to the book. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those rare cases where the song is better than the it's book. It's better than the book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us on all the usual fucking gubbins. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter at Mystery on the Rocks and Instagram at Mystery on the Rocks spelled R O X. You can email us. That's uh, Mystery on the Rocks spelled R O C K S at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Twitch. That's right. We've joined the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us at Mystery on the Rocks, all one word spelled R O C K S, as twitch.tv slash Mystery on the Rocks. That's right. And these guys are also online. They're on the fucking internet. So you can yeah. find them. Sue's. Uh, twitch.tv slash. Suze Kempner, all one word. And Chris. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Chris underscore Stokes, where I've started making alcoholic tea. Ooh. It was an accident, mm. but it's like, I, I, I love drinking alcoholic tea. It turns oh, out. nice. Yeah. So I'll have to get a recipe. And I'm Twitch.tv slash Masood Miles. And if you like the show, you can be like, fucking, let's leave some reviews. Five stars only. 
Um, <laughs> no it. other star ratings. No other star rating. I don't think there are any other star ratings. I think we've we've right. we can't actually rate it lower than five. Don't try. Don't yeah. try because it can't be done. Don't I mean, need try, you. but it can't be done. Cheers, everybody. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.